time for us as a people to start making some changes. Let's change the way we eat, let's change the way we live, and let's change the way we treat each other. You see, the old way wasn't working, so it's on us to do what we got to do to survive. So today, got my little podcast going here. Today we're talking about cardio, specifically cardio for fat loss. What to do, what not to do. And people run into a lot of issues with cardio. There's this persistent, unhelpful belief that more is better. And I see in a lot of groups where people set some great targets, some great goals, they want to get healthy, they want to lose the body fat that they've been carrying around. Totally awesome stuff. But we have to adhere to our physiology in order to do that. And cardio gets mixed up in this. And you'll see a lot of new beginners, I would say even the most, they really gravitate towards wanting to run. You know, the, the more that I'm running, the sooner that I can run, the more weight I'm going to be taking off. So we're going to dispel that rumor today. Let's see if I can see people joining me. Oh, this doesn't allow me to see that. Okay. We are going to have to learn more about this. Right now I'm checking in to see who's dropping in. It's not showing my names pop up. Oh, hey, there's a thumb up. Thanks, Rudy. Appreciate it, brother. Hey, there we go. Hey, Jessica, welcome. Morning. If you can hear me, could you give me a thumbs up or a heart and type where you're watching? I'm going to guess it's in Reno if I had to take a wild guess. But, okay, so as you join in, just click on the arrow so I know that everyone can hear. If you're like me, then you struggle with uh, fat loss in the past, and this has occurred in a numerous different ways. Sometimes you might just be sedentary. You might not be training at all. Other times you might have started to train and you're not training optimally like we're going to be talking about. So this conversation takes place on a proper training paradigm where movement is a foundation followed by strength, both strength endurance and max strength. And then finally you get into all this cool, awesome skill work of which running is one and all these cardio based movements are up there on the peak. I wanted to thank everybody for checking this out. So at the end of this video, I have a very special offer for those that um, have dropped by. But right now, I really want to get into the topic. So nice fiber. What does that mean? Now here we get to go to the cool stuff here. Let's switch over to my screen. Boom, right here. And if this is working, it should screen share for me. So we have different types of muscle fibers and it's not working. Why isn't it working yet? Come on here. Basically the body has three different types of muscle fibers. Slow twitch, a fast twitch and a fast twitch that's meant to be done in an anaerobic state. What the heck does that mean? So it's allowing us to, oh, there we go. Boom, transition, nope. <laughs> Naturally, all right. Totally going off the rails here. Not bringing up my screen all this to get it to work. Why isn't this working? Hold on, everybody. Try one more thing here. 
Okay. Okay, everyone should be able to see that now. So we have these type 2B muscle fibers. These guys right here. And these are built up, as you can see, by these short sprints, this type of fast training. This is also built up by strength training and power-based training. These suckers are the ones that you can find in all strength and power-based sports. So why should we care about this? Muscles, muscles, right? Training is training. Not exactly. This image has been used a lot. You may have seen in the past that switch over. Boom, nice, two switches. All right. Wait, hold on, now I'm gonna get greedy. I'm gonna see if I can bring myself back up. Look at that. Nice, all right. So, there we go. Okay, figured it out, here we go. Okay, so why should we care about this? Well, this image you might have seen in several places, or maybe you have not. This is the first time you've seen it. But based on how we train, it's gonna ultimately affect our physique and our results, obviously. Now. In the context of this conversation, this brings me to my second point before I come back to this first one, which is I'm having this conversation assuming that we're training for purpose. That's what my company is based in. That's the type of training that I offer. I want to make you stronger, healthier, leaner, faster, basically more awesomer for your greatest purpose. So we're keeping that in mind. And we are also presuming that people want a certain type of physique, okay? Here's another example. Power-based musculature with curves versus a very leaned-out physique that's a natural byproduct of heavy endurance work. So what does this mean? Why should I care about all this? Well, combining these two facets, number one, we don't want to be training like a marathoner. Now, I understand that, you know, people will formulate these goals, but if we're training for our purpose and we want to be better parents, better entrepreneurs, better intrapreneurs, better spouses, better family members, overall just better, it makes no sense to fall into a training paradigm that's going to require entire days, literally, of training. There are people, and when they get to their, you know, marathon and ultra marathon, well, probably beyond marathon, but when you get to like an ultra marathon status, you know, in the mindset of like push myself harder and further, which is better, you're gonna end up spending 12, 15, 16 hours a day training. That's time away from our purpose and what we can be doing. Okay. So we have a better physique, in my opinion, a power based physique from training according to power and strength muscle fibers, the type 2B muscle fibers, versus these slower ones that you're going to develop while doing endurance work. So this is just a nice little illustration to remember the three different types of muscle fibers and what you will be building. And this is another reason why we're going to be focusing first and foremost on strength acquisition on top of healthy movement. If I can't do it across my lifespan, I don't want to be doing it. I'm not going to shortchange decades of my life or require surgeries that I could otherwise avoid by trying to take shortcuts and being impatient and not developing my body the way that it's meant to be as a solid unit. Now I got to check my whiteboard here. 
Okay, the zone myth. Don't zone out, man. So there was this popular idea that, that got um, spread around about the fat-burning zone. And a really quick summation is basically people were asking, you know, it started when obesity rates really started to rise. And the idea is great. You want to motivate people. You want to lower the barrier to entry. You want to get more people exercising and moving. And so they came up with this concept where, you know, hey, only get your heart rate to this zone and you'll be in the fat burning zone. And yeah, that's absolutely true. If you get your, you know, I haven't checked it recently because I don't go off of it anymore. If you get your heart rate to 120, 130 beats a minute, are you burning fat? Absolutely. You're going to be burning fuel. And if you don't have a full tank, then at some point in time, you're going to have to do that. But going back to our first point, that's not utilizing those type 2B muscle fibers. And those type 2B muscle fibers are going to be using fuel 24 hours a day, as opposed to those slower oxidative fibers. So with this concept of the fat burning zone, really what we have to look at, and really the biggest takeaway, is that all training is going to be developing certain energy pathways. And down here, this is an interesting article, but it goes into more of the intensity percentage of carbohydrates and fat in your fuel mixes as based on the intensity. We're disregarding that for now. What we're focusing on is just this myth that you have to be in this certain zone. What matters even more, and what we really should care about, is Hit it and quit it sometimes. So this is a great article. It's written by Joel Jameson. He developed an awesome product called Morpheus. He developed a first HRV tracker. Not the first, but he developed a great one. And now he's moved on to one that incorporates HRV and other metrics, and it's called Morpheus. It's something I use on a daily basis. It tracks my recovery. But this is a great article about why high-intensity interval training can ultimately start to fail you in your efforts. And it talks about tissue recovery and adaptation, biological functions, also known as uh, RMR, which stands for resting metabolic rate. That is the fuel that I am burning just by breathing. Even in my sleep, I'm burning energy. And then, of course, physical activity and stress. So our brain's priorities, he goes over, keeping alive. Second priority, powering your activity and dealing with life stress. Most people don't fully appreciate how mental stress also affects our energy distribution. Brain's last priority, here's the key, improving your fitness, making you bigger, stronger, leaner, and meaner. So really keep that in mind, that yes, high intensity has its time and place. If you're recovering well, if you're ready to go, push yourself a little bit harder. But that doesn't mean that we're just going to redline and try to go all out until we're puking. That's the other awesome thing. Let me see if I can bring up my Morpheus app real quick here. Obviously, those listening to the podcast version will not appreciate this. But hey, you know what? You can check out the video too. So the cool thing about the Morpheus app is, and there's other versions of um, trackers. I've just shown you. I'm not affiliated with this company. It's just showing you what I use that's successful. 
loading, loading. Of course, your out's going to load, right? Be a little extra loading time. Takes my recovery score first thing in the morning. It shows me how ready I am, how well I have recovered. Then, when I go into my training, now it's not going to do it right now because I didn't take my recovery score, but you can see these gray dots up here. And it's going to create my own custom zone that day based on how well I have and, or have not recovered. So I'm not going off the generic chart anymore. I'm not trying to get into this fat burning zone. What I'm looking at is what, how hard I can push myself that day. Based on the training I'm going to do, if I'm doing a more endurance based session, I can try to stay in that zone. So I'll have that window. Let's say I'm very well recovered. I'll have a window from like 160, 165, all the way down to like, you know, 155, 152, something like that. So I have this window. So I can stay in that window. I can do endurance-based or I can do interval. And this is where kettlebells and all these awesome strength training and using these type 2B muscle fibers comes in. I can push myself to that threshold, hit that aerobic state, and then recover. Why is this important? Number one, I'm going to recover from the exercise. Number two, I'm using the type 2B muscle fibers, so I'm going to be burning more fuel 24 hours a day, not just during that session. And then number three, hold on, let me take a sip here. I'm getting a little cotton mouth. I'm creating the adaptation I want. I'm using the aerobic fuel system the whole time, which is far more efficient than being in an anaerobic state, which is a fancy way of saying no oxygen, which when I'm pushing myself all out, you know, I'm getting lightheaded and wanting to puke and all that kind of stuff. Again, high intensity interval training, hit, great when it's the time and place. It should not be your go-to. You'll get away with it when you're younger, then you're gonna come around to see my way of things because I was the person that was trying to hit it all the time and burning myself out and eventually my body got so tight and so locked up and just was not recovering until I adhered to this truth. So I'm trying to save you that pain. Learn from my mistakes. Learn from other people's mistakes. This is why you'll go into certain training circles. Um, CrossFit comes to mind because they're based in high-intensity interval training. And this isn't to bag CrossFitters. They're very motivated individuals. I love working with them. I love rehabbing them. Wink, wink, hint, hint. <laughs> That's nothing about be special. That's just about this paradigm. But if I'm redlining myself all the time, I'm going to create some inflammation issues over time. I'm going to start breaking down my movement patterns. I'm going to be overloading my joints. I'm going to be loading my tendons and my ligaments improperly rather than using my muscles. And I'm developing bad patterns, patterns that I'm not going to be able to replicate for very long. Training is a skill. It should be practiced just like a sport. If I'm going out, think of a sport that you've played or an activity, even like a musical instrument. If you have a coach that knows what they're doing, then the advice would be, hey, go and practice this skill and get it honed in. If I want to be able to hit golf balls better or shoot three-pointers better or hit baseballs better, I'm not going out and doing the activity over and over until I can't pick my arms up and I'm getting sloppy. That's just developing bad habits and ingraining bad patterning. No, I'm staying as fresh as I can, 
I'm ingraining that pattern. I'm making it a strong pattern that I'm coordinating from my brain and my nervous system using my entire body to complete the task. If I'm always training and breaking down my movement, I'm developing that habit. So I'm going to revert to those bad patterns, which is going to increase my rate of injuries. It's going to increase these problems of overtraining. I'm not going to be recovered. It's going to lead to bad things. And worst of all, for most people, since we, most of us come into this to change our physique, it's going to eventually plateau or create even some uh, weight gain coming back. It's going to encourage fat loss to stop and you'll even gain some pounds back. So hit it and quit it sometimes. Lastly, well, I pretty much already covered recover, going too fast. But the big question we have to look at is not how much I can do. It's what can I recover from? Again, if you want to stay in your sport, if you want to be able to do awesome stuff with your kids and your family, if you want to be able to use your body across your entire lifetime, then we have to really get dialed in for how hard to push ourselves, when to take it easy, how to recover, which includes sleep. Huge. Very, very underrated. Yes, you can get by on six hours a night, and you can build companies and work and whatnot. Your body is going to ultimately pay a price if you're not recovering which is why having a resource like Amorpheus or another way of tracking your recovery or just getting you know, objectively dialed into your subjective experience and knowing when your body's ready and knowing how hard to push yourself through trial and error, it's huge. You can't, can't overstress that enough. Nutrition, depending on the individual, sleep and or nutrition will be number one or two and their priorities for recovery. We all love to jump to the supplements and ask, hey, what should I take to recover? What should I take to have more energy? Well, you can't out-supplement a bad recovery plan. You can't make up for lack of sleep with supplements. You can't have a pseudo-food junk diet and then take supplements and expect to have energy, power, strength, and a good physique. So I hope that makes sense. If you've listened to this on the podcast, please follow the link and shoot any comments. If you check out this live video, please post questions and comments down below. Um, so my offer, I hope that everyone's taken something away from me. Just let me know. Did I, you know, did I clarify this? Does it make sense? Is some of the mystery going around? Do you not believe it? That's cool too. If you think I'm full of shit, I totally understand. When I was first uh, started to have to adopt this, uh, these scientific principles, I didn't want to. I love to go to the gym. I love to push myself hard. I love to uh, you know, burn myself out to the point where I was not very productive afterwards. And sometimes that still happens. I'm learning Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and so there's some hard days where you know, I'm a little fried afterwards. So it's still a work in progress for myself as well, learning a new skill. So obviously there is, you know, this is just one, one sliver of this whole paradigm that we need to understand in order to create our best physique, in order to create our greatest health, and create our healthiest, strongest, most powerful body, and I'm not even gonna be able to break it all down right now. Not even this one topic. I mean, you know, there's people that have written entire books and there's entire conferences based around some of these topics that I'm covering right now. So my gift is that if you feel that if this is starting to throw out some, you know, turn on some light bulbs and you're seeing maybe a correlation with some stagnation or lack of results or how you're feeling, 
and you're seeing that you're not training for your purpose, for what's most important to you and getting the results that you want, that's what my gift is. I want to get on the phone with you and just chat. It's a very brief discovery call where we can just talk about what plan you're using or if you're not using a plan, that's fine too. We've all been there. I've been there myself many times. Let's talk about where you are. Let's figure out what actions we can take that create the greatest leverage and start getting things moving in the right direction. Some people, absolutely, they need a huge, you know, hey, I'm all in and I'm going to change everything. And some people need to go step by step. And both ways are great because it gets us to the outcome. It just depends on the person and what's going to work. So let me know if you're in for the uh, discovery call. Get, we will get uh, hooked up. Oops, hold on, lack of sleep's kicking in. Oh, sorry, not going to complain about that, but sneaking up on me a little bit. All right, so thanks. Appreciate the time. I want everybody to go out today and take a step closer to reaching your capability for your greatest purpose, for your family, for yourself, for your health. And go make a great day, everybody. We will be back later tonight is the plan. As long as I haven't passed out too early. That's not going to happen. The toddlers will keep me up. To be determined. See you later. Have a great day. Go make a great day. It's on you. Peace. Start making some changes. Let's change the way we eat, let's change the way we live, and let's change the way we treat each other. You see, the old way wasn't working, so it's on us to do what we gotta do to survive.